Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football today. Back on College Football Today, sponsored by BetDSI.com. We're rolling into our daily fantasy picks. But before we do that, DailyRoto.com is putting more than 25000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the tree roll, free roll, excuse me, have the chance to win big this year alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein, one of the only men to have won two separate million-dollar prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week? No worries. Your name will get tossed back into the hat the following week. Head to dailyroto.com backslash sweat. That's dailyroto.com backslash sweat and learn how to get in the action and, and win your share of $25,000. That's dailyroto.com backslash sweat. I'm sweating today with my yeah, I'm picks. sweating too, actually. I'm oh, sweating all day long. Dude. I hope I'm not going to sweat too much. I hope we just cruise through the day college nice and dry. Football, college football has become like college basketball. There's so many momentum runs that no matter how big of a lead, that lead last week, 37-7 to 7 by Hawaii. I thought I was, I had Hawaii on the money line i'm sitting back i'm enjoying at the pool next thing you know it's 40 to 30 they're teenagers right so it's emotional 40 to there's 30. emotional waves amongst the fans one of the things i love the most about college athletics is actually the crowd noise right you watch an nfl game you watch an nba game you don't have that shrieking you'll have her you know grown men and adults etc collegiate you have the sort of my life depends on this game. The keg party, the Saturday night, and everything else in between matters so much. And you get this sort of sheer desperation amongst the fans, uh, amongst you know the, the, in the entire the, the band, and the entire atmosphere in the stadium. You can't beat the college football atmosphere and co- college sports. I've always said, guys, if you gave me a choice and you said, all right, Marenzi, you're on an island. You can only watch the games on Saturday or on Sunday. I'm taking Saturday every time. Oh, Saturday's great. I mean, that's what it's all about. It I, I'm going to be watching football from 12 o'clock, well, once the show ends, from 1 o'clock till about 3 o'clock in the morning today. The Hawaii game. Until yeah, the Hawaii and, game's and over. You know I love get, Hawaii in that matchup. I don't want to get into of weeks that too much. Out of Give me Navy. Year. You like Navy with the triple option. We huh? get a handful of weeks out of the year, so we have to cherish every one You're of right. the Saturdays, right. you know, because it goes by very quickly. And every weekend matters. And, and what, what I love about college so versus the pros is, you know what? You could be a 6-5 and five team, but if right. it's the Egg Bowl... And it's November. It matters to the it fan does. base. Yeah, those games matter. So, and even the bowl games that they say don't matter. They really when don't you matter. watch these. We'll kids talk about after, that in you, December, When you watch but... these kids after a dramatic win, and you say, oh, "Tell me, it doesn't matter to these guys." Yeah. Yeah. So let's I, talk DFS. Yeah, I do. I have a couple of picks for DFS. I'm going to throw out some of my top picks. I, I I'm going to start at the quarterback position. Tiamu today. I mean, for me, I mean, Ole Miss. Yeah. I think he's got great value. He's not. He's yeah, but not the game. Up there. The game just started. Well, they missed out, but all right. So I'll give it <laughs> Drew Locke then. I like Drew Locke as another one of my guys. Yeah. But not only that, Armani Rodgers from a value perspective, he goes up against USC today as a dual-threat quarterback. Yeah, we didn't R- talk about that game right, much. Let's right. get into we're, it. We're going to get into it because I like a USC player and I like Armani Rodgers. He's right in the area. I, I think if you look, 5,600, maybe 6,100 from a quarterback value. Very affordable. Yeah, but, he's going to play the whole game. I mean, whether... $6,100. Whether, whether, all right, $6,100. Whether 
whether they're winning or they're behind. Okay, guys, how about this? The whole game. How about I blast through the quarterbacks quickly and the prices? And you stop if you like a guy or you want to spend the yeah, money on him. I got three quarterbacks. All right, now. Will Greer is the most. This is for the three thirty slates in the next contest coming up. Will Greer ten thousand five hundred. McSorley nine thousand eight hundred against like him, but State. It's expensive. Go ahead. I'm looking at Drew Locke against Tennessee Martin. I, I think he probably throws four, five touchdown passes. Will he play the whole game though? Is the question. That's the one concern. Probably not. I have about two and a half quarters. So JT Daniels eighty seven hundred. His first no, start. Like no. Go. Go. Jake Fromm eighty two hundred. No. Fields. No. 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 Sears. No. I, the two. How about Stidham, seven eight hundred dollars? Uh, but no, Washington. Washington allowed two of my guys have not been mentioned. Yeah, I want to hear Browning is seventy four hundred. Stanley, Iowa, um, Elliott, seventy six. Who, 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 who right, are you looking so at? Where, where's Justin Herbert against Bowling Green? No, we that's a later that's tournament. A late Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, early, yeah. Yeah. early. Yeah, He's I out. do like only, Herbert as go, well. The only one I like. I'm going to go with Drew Locke out I of this. I like Drew Locke. I, but again, if you want a guy, a dual threat, I think you go with Armani Rogers. And I stack him. I stack stack him with Emmanuel Hall. Yeah. Now, something we can say about this is what's unique with DraftKings and college football guys. They have. Um, they have a flex, but they have a super flex. Right. They have a super flex, you can do a quarterback. Right. So you could do two quarterbacks. Right. So you could put a Drew Locke in right. for more right. expensive and then come back with right. a Rodgers at the right. back end here, which I wouldn't think right. is a bad idea. Because yeah, I, I, I want to get a little bit of Hall. I want to stack yeah, Hall and, and, and Locke together. Go to, well, I think the thing, too, that you have to look at with the value. Kyler Murray is, is I believe, 11900 11, And you mentioned some of the other guys. Will Greer. Uh, again, He's going to play the whole game now. Will Greer? We have to see how he's going to be out. the most publicly yeah, owned guy. Exactly. So you want to win the draft? Who are you going to pick? I mean, you want a guy that can put up numbers, but again, is going to be in there for four yeah. quarters. Jake Especially Bentley. Jake Bentley could be a guy, but again, they're playing Coastal Carolina. That field's banged up. They played Georgia week number two. Are they going to risk Jake Bentley in the second half of that matchup? Yeah. So at ninety one hundred dollars or eighty nine hundred, right. I'm not so sure you take Jake Bentley. I want a guy that could. Put up numbers, not only passing, but running the football. And from value, that's why I like Rodgers. He rushed for 780 yards Are there any one of these teams, and you're right, I think you're you're exactly right, Joe. I think UNLV, I was going to say, in fantasy, you're looking, all right, I want a team that's going to be getting blown out playing from behind. Right. Which one of these teams can actually trade points a little bit? UNLV. You read my mind. Well, $5,200. Nice pick, Lexington Thomas. Go through some of the running backs because I have one pick there. That hey, I'm, you got I'm Thomas. Getting. All right, uh, let's see. What do we got here? Let me uh, get I'll, off. I'll throw one out. I know it off the top of my head. I want to stick to the USC game. And get, All right, and DeAndre get Swift is the most expensive yes. one. Okay, so I wanted to roll the dice with Little Cook, Dalvin right. Cook's brother, James. Yeah, I'm hearing like, great things. Yeah. He's going to get a touch or two in this game. Yeah, here's the thing, Rich. I mean, I like Stephen Carr. He's my – we spoke about he's so my 9100 Exactly. So you think he'll be the bell cow, exactly. new quarterback, they're going to hand it off. Well, yeah. here's the thing. three Only 363 rushing yards last year, but we know he's a 5-2 player, yeah. catches the football in the short to intermediate passing game. You're talking about a UNLV defense that allowed 239 rushing yards per game, doesn't have their starting defensive end, and USC does face Stanford next week. How much of a big game plan are they going to well, show? Well, and let's factor in for Steve Carr. Right. Let's factor in also that he's coming off of back surgery. So yeah. Herniated disc. Yeah, seven nothing Mississippi. Sorry guys, seven seven nothing Rebels. Early early touchdown for Mississippi. Up and, seven uh, nothing. Looks like uh, looks like Texas Tech oh, is driving. God, Maryland just scored a touchdown. Uh, I'm not surprised. Tell me who that was. I want I want to uh, just soak that. I want to let that up, quick update. The Maryland Terrapins have scored a touchdown this game. Uh, I should have listened to Sermonello instead of Lisi. Uh, so, so you, that is what. Yeah, I know that's that's I'm throwing you under the bus right, right away. Yeah, Twenty is, to nothing. You, I love you two it. are like stepbrothers in that movie because th- what happens is is last year Alex Magoo got hurt. Fear the turtle, baby. He got hurt and all. Of a sudden, FIU was supposed to win seven that game nothing. Terps, I'm on the over too. Go it's back early. and watch the 51 it's to 41 early. win it's last year. By, by oh my goodness! Texas Tech have just scored a touchdown. Game, it's a Big 12 game. Has and the track out. meet is begun. That game is you need to be up until about 9:30 tonight to watch that. Te- that Texas Tech game is still going to be going on around six o'clock tonight. Yeah, yeah. Seven, seven six extra point pending. First they played four 50. minutes. Let me give you a couple of running backs yeah, here that I like here, guys. Back. I don't know about the prices, but okay. I, I, I mentioned uh, Patrick Laird. I, I can't imagine. Yep. He's 8900 Is he really? Yep. Wow, more expensive than I thought. You Patrick Laird against a bad North Carolina. 
against a bad North Carolina defense missing their interior lineman, number one. I love Damian Harris at night against Louisville. Uh, those are the two running backs that I have. Who do you guys have? You're a Georgia guy, uh, Joe. What, yep. What's your thought on well, Holyfield? Well, I love Because he's a monster. I, I get a touchdown or Deon- two tonight. DeAndre Swift is, is a little banged up. And we know that Georgia <clears throat> utilizes two running backs. They did it last year with Chubb and Michelle. They put up 32 rushing touchdowns. It was a team in Georgia that rushed for over 200 in 12 of their 15 games. They were 11-0 against FBS opponents and won those games by 25.7 points per game. Holyfield's a huge back be- between the tackles. Uh, so is Swift. No. Zamir White yep. out for the season, yeah, the five-star player. That right? offensive line for Georgia is going to wear them down and look for Holyfield to get the carries in the second half, especially if Swift starts the game. They're going to take him out. They have South Carolina on yeah. deck. How many hits do you, does he want to get, especially if he's a little nicked at 54, 5,600? I love Holyfield in that game. Uh, what, what, what are you looking at for wide receivers here? We've got uh, Sills is uh, $10,000. That's too high. I like Vons, Jennings. Vons like Jennings. is 8800 Jennings led yeah, the team in receptions. Jennings. Yeah. Jennings led the team in receptions. So I yeah. would, only had one touchdown last year. But now Sills is the go-to guy. So you got to expect him to be double covered. I think Wharton. I Jennings. All right, let's talk about Cal a little bit. A little bit of value right. here with Wharton the third, $5,800. I think he only scored one time last year, though, Vic Wharton. Well, keep an eye out. Six too. touchdowns. Speaking oh, of Cal, right. Robertson moves over to Georgia. Yes. So now you have Riley Ridley, you have Terry Godwin, you have De- uh, Robertson. And my guy, I like Miko Hardeman. I think he'll he'll catch a lot of passes today. I think he's in the area of 4,900. He's the deep threat for Georgia, while the double team in Robertson, Miko Hardeman, could be great value. I had a great value pick at wide receiver, but the game's already started. Hurd, former quarterback with Texas. Hurd. He was only $3,900. Oh, oh uh, Gerard Hurd. Yeah, Gerard Hurd, oh, okay. exactly. I thought he was talking Baylor with Jay- yeah, Baylor. yeah, exactly. Uh, Gerard Hurd, <laughs> only $3,900, but I, that's off the board right now. As far as wide receivers, as I stated, I think Hall and Mizzou probably hauls in two times. Touchdowns. Pardon the pun. Wow. Okay. Wasn't Anybody done deliberately. Lexington <laughs> Thomas. What's it. he? What's he for? for uh, Fifty-two hundred bucks. I think it's a nice for, price. That's not bad value there. No one wants him because he's running into that USC defense. Well, USC. I mean, they were nine and one last year and won those nine games by thirteen point seven points per game. But they were a little soft in run support at times. Again, they they're probably going to play if they jump up early. They're going to play a lot of players to get depth before Stanford on deck week two. I'm looking. All right, so yeah, they don't have a lot going. They got uh, they got a three game slate. We just went over the, the so nine games night. So we just went over the three thirty slate. You guys were talking about, about Justin Weber? Herbert. Mike Weber's another value pick. I mean, he might be off the board. That game started already. Yeah, I would go with you know Herbert's the most expensive guy tonight at eleven one. What Herbert is? Yeah, you could you know, you could. Um... You can stack them uh, here How with, with Dylan Mitchell. With Juwan Pass, he's got to be what four thousand, five thousand, going up against Alabama. Yeah, I like that's that. pretty bold. Oh, sixty nine hundred dollars. Wow, it's value. He's got three. Either way you look at it, whether you think I'm right. He might go the way of DeAndre Francois. Might not even get out of the game. Patterson, Shea Patterson, 8,100 tonight. You're not not going to put up big numbers in that game. Not against that Notre Dame defense. Yeah, they might jump up early, Michigan, and look to rely on that. Well, how do we just not look at the quarterbacks then in the SMU and uh, North Texas game? Ben Hicks. What's Ben Mason Fine, $9,100. Ben Hicks has got to be around Ben Hicks, 8,500. Ben Hicks put up 22.3 DraftKings points per game last year. Mason Fine, 21.5, and you're getting Ben Hicks. No Cortland Sutton, though. No Cortland Sutton. You're right. Best wide receiver gone. Just saying, Trey Quinn. James Prochet, I think, is back. You know, Joe. They're going to be able to Can you look up Dylan Colley from uh, BYU? I expect him to have a big game against that Arizona defense. Not in this tournament. Let's see. Maybe it's in the late slate here in the final three. Yeah, Dylan Colley. Yeah, that would would be fine. That would be late. Excuse me, you got the turbo four games. Different formats. And like everyone, listen, it's a lot of fantasy experts around here, obviously, but no one's really used to this super flex, right? With two quarterbacks and how you approach it. You go with a wide receiver. Um Give us an update on that old miss score if you can, because I seven think up. I think you know what? I, I, think I don't see a, I don't see right a DraftKings uh for Arizona's not here. Yeah, they don't have late some, slate. You got you got Louisville, games. Bama, four game slate, bowling green and the ducks, uh Baylor. 
and the Akron Nebraska now, Bay- game. Now, Baylor has some talent. I like Charlie Brewer. I think he's going to be a quarterback that you keep an eye out on. The one thing about Charlie Brewer, over the last six games of the year last year, he threw 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, an average around 308 passing yards per game. He has weapons. Jaylen 14-7 Hur- Ole Miss. All right. Jalen Hurd is there from uh, Tennessee, now at the wide receiver position. So they have some playmakers. Baylor's going to look to start fast this year, especially after a 1-11 start. Brewer, Hurd, or two, and John Love it at the running back position are all valuable. Ohio that? State with a quick touchdown, seven nothing Buckeyes. Talking, talking late games. How about Adrian Martinez against that uh, uh, Akron defense? Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Nebraska. I don't. I, we saw Akron get shredded in the Boca it's, Raton yeah, Bowl yeah, last year. I think we're. Gonna, I think Scott. Yeah, I think, I think they statement. run the score up tonight. Fifty-five, ten, fifty-five, seventeen. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Adrian Martinez is young, true freshman quarterback. Perfect fit with Scott Frost. I could see him accounting for three or yeah. four touchdowns. That's the public sentiment, but let's keep in mind about Nebraska, guys. Worst rushing offense and worst rushing defense over the last 20 years in Nebraska football. But Rich, wait. we're not going to get a real pick from him. The guy no, goes to I Thanksgiving like, dinner wait, with the Bowdens. Like, you're second. like, we're going to get a pick. No, you look at I, Joe's, Joe's I, avatar. He's wearing an Akron tracksuit. Joe's name is this. <laughs> but wait, no, like, honestly, seriously, it, there is bad weather there, but, but from a personnel perspective, Nebraska is built to run between the tackles. Scott Frost wants to utilize motion, run sideline to sideline. He does not have the offensive line type of personnel to do that. Rutgers touchdown. <laughs> They'll cover that 16 and a half. He does not have the type of offensive personnel. So, And, and when you're talking about Terry Bowden's defense, best third down defense in the MAC last year in the regular season. So they got blown out by FAU. I totally understand that, but Nebraska he, will score at or, least 45 tonight. Yeah, don't be shocked if Cato Nelson and the crew put up 28, 29. I mean, I think they can do. I'm not sold on. They gave up 50, Nebraska did, to Dimery Croft and Minnesota, who we know is not in Minnesota this year. So keep that in mind. We're just getting started. When we come back, we'll be breaking down the other games later today. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and the Rocking Canadian. Gabe Morenci, live from Studio 34. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Boring into week number one. Half hour left on the show. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, Gabe Morenci. Our show is powered by BetDSI.com. BetDSI all day long today. But we have some three. We actually have three under-the-radar type of games. Boise State and Troy. Boise State won this ball game last year. 24-13. Yeah. No silvers, no chun. Mm. No problem. I still like Troy in this matchup. I matchup. do, too. I like Troy in this ballgame over Did you know this is Brian one Horst. of only two games on the opening weekend involving a pair of conference champions? Yeah. Boise State? I'm very high West. on Boise State this year, guys. I think we're looking at a double-digit win football team. Yeah, I agree. They were the 11-3 last year, right? But- I think they could beat Oklahoma State. I think they're gonna. I think they have a legitimate chance of going into Stillwater and, and winning that football game. I am not a big Brett Rippon fan, though. I, I think no, he's me neither. An average quarterback on a good football. I thought team. even Kozart moved the ball uh, more it's officially like than him at times. Kozart was good. The way yeah. you beat Boise, but State. Rippon's listen, man. I lost a lot of money as a Bills fan with uh, with his uncle Mark Rippon, <laughs> but that's you know, of course, former Redskins sure. quarterback. Uh, but this, I think Rippon. I think Rippin is going to settle down and come to his own this year. If he doesn't, I mean, we're going to find out who he is. But I legitimately think this team potentially could go undefeated. We saw San Diego State taking a step back. I really do believe Boise State is that good. And I don't want to get in front of them. Troy is rebuilding right now. I know it's tempting from a from a betting standpoint, taking the points on the home, home field. Goal, but ultimately, digits, yeah. 
I think, listen, Boise were not, a, Boise haven't been a good home favorite under Harson over the years. So that's why they don't cover these numbers often. This is on the road. It's a little bit different. I think Boise wins this game comfortably by 17 or so. Well, they, they were 5-2. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't shock I mean, shock yeah, I agree with you in, in that regard. I, I'm not ho- sold on them as being an elite team. I like Madison. He rushed for about 1,086 yeah. yards. I think the loss of of Cedric Wilson on the outside is going to be big for this team. And the way you have to beat Boise State is over the top. I mean, they gave up 212 passing yards per game. Caleb Barker's making his first start here. Yeah. He completed 62% well, and of his passes. Brown, Neil Brown has done a great job yeah. with quarterbacks. And I think this is one of those cases where it's sort of a system play right, on Exactly. That's why I don't think there will be a big drop-off. They only allowed right. 105 it's, rushing it's, it's yards per like game. It's not like Brandon Silvers right. was a second-round draft pick. Right. I mean, so you, he, he is replaceable. Caleb Barker has gotten right. some reps before. Right. He's assisting in the I'm system. I'm buying into Neil Brown, the head coach, one of the rising stars among head coaches in college football, Plus the fact that it's at home. Boise right. State with a lot of hype in the offseason. I think they win the game, but I think this is close enough where Troy gets to cover. How good are Troy? That's the question. Are they, Troy's got a oh, good Troy secondary. Troy was good enough. I, I, yeah, they have a good they secondary beat, They year. beat LSU in Baton Rouge yeah. as a 19-and-a-half-point dog. Now, granted, Chun went off in that ball game. He rushed for over 200 yards. Silvers, though, came on in the bowl game against North Texas. I mean... Again, I, I think it's more of a system. You're talking about an offense last year in Troy that put up over 260 passing yards per game, rushed for right in the area of 149 yards per game, but they only gave up 105 rushing yards to opposing offenses. And uh, their front seven is very, very tough, and the way you have to challenge them is vertically. That's why LSU lost that ball game. They couldn't challenge that defense vertically. And I don't think Boise State will either because yeah. you mentioned Cedric Wilson is gone. I, I think Brett Rippon is more of a dinker and a yeah. dunker. He only Alex- Alexander Madison is not Jay Ajayi. No, he's nice running back, but he's no. not Jay Ajayi. So he's not built to either. I, I, I he's think this is a low-scoring game, Madison sort of similar to last year. Troy 6-1 and one against the spread last seven when getting double-digit points as well. Listen, I'm big on Boise this year, and the gambler in me wanted to take Troy in this football game. But now the kickoff's approaching. We can't bet on every game. And I just, yeah, I can see Boise. Not a, not listen, Boise are going to be up by seven or so late. Not one and, of my best bets. but You know, they no, probably win by 14. certainly not one of mine. But if we're talking this game right sure. here, I mean, I, I'm leaning I would take to Troy. Troy with the yeah. points. I mean, you might as well take them with the money line as well. I mean, I if you like them plus 10 and I don't enough, think they can win a game. I think they can. I, th- I think they can. I think. At home, it's a different animal. I think this year's Boise team will be better than last year's Boise team. The defense is phenomenal. They lose one starter, a very good one, Leighton Van Der Esch, first-round draft choice, the linebacker, but... They, they bring back 10 starters to a defense that was yeah. one of the best among the group of five. So they'll, they'll be a tough and out. They, and they should be, along with UCF, they should be the favorite to get one of those New Year's Six And they games. forced turnovers last year, plus 13 in turnover margin. Whenever you could do that on the road or on a neutral field site, you give your offense a short field. So if they can do that, they'll get the victory a little bit later today. But I, Rich and I both like Troy. Gabe is leaning towards Boise in that matchup. Let's turn our attention to another under-the-radar game. It's Doc Holliday and Marshall, the thundering herd, taking on Martin and Miami O with one of my mo- the, one of the most underrated quarterbacks, in my opinion, especially in the MAC, Gus Raglan. I like Miami O here. Spreads anywhere, right? Uh, one and a half, it's two It's bouncing now. around as a pick We'll get the updated number. You're right. You know, Gus Raglan's 10-6 and six as a starter. And we saw how the Red Hawks closed strong last year. I think this is a, this is a dark horse in the MAC this year, guys. Uh, this Miami of Ohio team. We're talking about 16, yeah. 17 returning starters on this football team, including Gus Raglan. It's too bad they open up with Marshall. It's a tough spot, but <laughs> ultimately, I'm going to go with the home team here. I, I, I think Chuck Martin. I think this is a big year for this program, and I think I think they win this football game. Yeah, well, well, those are all good points. I agree regarding Miami. Chuck Martin's done a good job. I think they get back to the postseason. James Gardner one of the better wide receivers in the right. country nobody talks about. You talked about Gus Raglan. I just think that Marshall has the superior defense. Uh, both teams will be able to throw the ball. Tyree Brady, Marshall's wide receiver, outstanding, had the huge bowl game last year. They bring in a transfer quarterback from, of all places, Wagner right. of the FCS. But Very Alex good Thompson, Very good coach yeah, and Alex Thompson, I've talked to pro scouts. They believe that he could have a shot to play on Sunday. So you have... Two mature passing games, mature quarterbacks. That Marshall defense, though, is better than anything Miami can bring to the table. This line has shifted. It was Miami of Ohio was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. At one point, it became Marshall, two-and-a-half-point favorite. So a lot of money going towards Marshall. I think that's good money. Marshall has won nine of ten 
in this series over Miami. Miami's headed in the right direction, but I think they go into a tough game against Marshall. Yeah. Florida Atlantic and Oklahoma have escalated quickly. It's amazing. At the eight, seven and a half, eight minute mark, it was scoreless. Suddenly, it's fourteen nothing for the Oklahoma Sooners. Wow! Right. Uh, wow! Interesting. Woo-hoo. No, here's the, here's the thing. settle down, Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, the matchup, Boomer Sooner is what yeah, you're supposed the to do. The matchup for Marshall, too. How big will they miss Chase Linton in this ballgame? I mean, not six, much. You don't think so? He wasn't even drafted, was he? So, what does drafted have to do with his production? Because he didn't last have year? NFL talent. I, so, I, I not don't every think... quarterback that produces uh, at the collegiate level. The point is, he's easily replaceable if he doesn't in have an system. NFL arm. You think he, you think he's a, he was a system guy? Yes, especially. I'm with I, both I, of I, you I, on I, this. I, know what I, you, think, I get I, Joe's point, I, and you know. I think Alex Thompson has a brighter NFL future he might than have Chase Linton does. Yeah, so. He might, but he's still making his first career start, right? It will be a big deal for him okay. to take a step on the up road, in competition. On the road yeah. against a better quarterback in Gus Raglan. I, I mean, King King is a solid running back. I like the physicality on the offense and defensive lines. They shut down a, a high-octane offense last year in the bowl game against Colorado State. So, for me, I, I still think Gus Raglan at home, this team plays much better at home, Miami O does, yeah. than they do on the road. And they're looking for a more uh, – this is a big game for Miami. It would be a big win. I, I mean, as Chuck Martin tries to turn things around, if they can get this win here, it dramatically increases their odds of getting to the postseason, which would be a big deal for yeah. this Red New program. quarterback, new quarterback, as you mentioned, for Marshall. Both uh, new coordinators, too. New offensive coordinator for the Herd as well. Yeah, and that's why I think the spread's right about even. I think if Chase, Chase Entertaining Linton's Entertaining game. Yeah, if Chase Linton's there, I think that Marshall's anywhere from a 7 to a 10-point favorite in that Chase ballgame. Linton is not Chad Pennington, by the way. <sighs> or Byron Leftwich. Well, you know who Gardner Minshew Legendary, is? legendary moment. Leftwich being carried down the field. Are we going to Gardner Minshew? We are. Yeah. That's a great the, segue, I Gardner lo- Minshew. I love him today. He's on the road. I, I lo- I lo- only <laughs> Joe Lisi would say, I love, I love Gardner I Minshew. I love Washington State. <laughs> He's Carolina Castle. Yes. Could not well, win the job in, in Greenville. But he's going to turn things around. because he couldn't win the job. I mean, he completed 60% of his passes. Remember I mean, Marcus Crandell? Yes. Old school East Carolina. Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake. Remember him back in the day. Yeah, that of course. Peach Bowl, Cincinnati Bengals. That Peach Bowl back in Fulton County Stadium. Who'd they beat? NC State and Jamie Barnett? I don't know. I want to talk, I want to talk about the Wyoming something. beating Washington State. Beating they used to be Washington good. State. Well, they were actually good. good, East Carolina. They were a good, good program. They were a great team to bet on. Um, you know, it was Skip Holtz, and you take the points. Ruffin McNeil, right? and uh, man, they've just fallen. They've, you know, they've Scotty Montgomery, one of the worst, one of the worst program, season, one of the worst the teams in America right yeah. now. Well, Scotty what? Montgomery will be good. Washington State over the last seven games, opening up against FBS and FCS opponents, two and five. So uh, Mike Leach yeah, and the crew I, I, listen, I, have it, not stepped up. It's on been week a one very of the difficult off season for Washington yes. State, beginning. With Mike Leach looking to take the Tennessee job, he had mm-hmm. one foot out the door before the kibosh was put on that. I think he wants out of the Palouse. Obviously, we know about the tragic situation, their quarterback, Tyler Holinsky. Now they, they have to go to the transfer, Gardner Minshew. And, and he'll throw for a lot of yards, but this is a very difficult task against the Wyoming defense. With all due respect, I disagree with our guest. It had nothing to do with New Mexico State. The reality is Wyoming has a top-flight defense. They do. Carl Granderson up front, Logan Wilson at linebacker, Andrew Wingard, a potential All-American. In the and you guys were just debating about NFL-caliber quarterback. All right, so, you know, like, it's an NFL-caliber quarterback. But look at, all right, so we'll find out. Jalen Ramsey doesn't think that Josh Allen's an NFL-caliber quarterback. But here he is, so it's seventh overall pick in the first round. Yet their offense could be better with Vanderwall, right? Well, uh, I mean, he's Josh Allen has a rocket arm and a ton of upside in National Football League. He wasn't a great college quarterback. No. He completed 53% of his passes, and that offense was a bottom-tier Mountain West offense. And they, they won. Points. Wyoming won. What was it, eight games last year? They won in spite but, of the fact that yes. they had a poor offense. And I don't think the offense will be the catalyst today against Washington State. I think it's going to be the defense. Well, yeah. And I, this is a huge game for Craig Bowl. I also and they like got the that fact, ground game going last week. Well, here's we'll see the, if they can I do like that the again. fact that they but have not, a game behind them. They but let's, have a game I understand, that they play. But the way you beat from a football perspective, Statistics are great, but from a football perspective, how do you challenge Wyoming's defense? How do you beat them? You got to beat them over the top. They only allowed 174 passing yards per game. You want a, a, a similar game to keep an eye out on? How did Wyoming's defense do against Oregon's offense last year in Laramie? 
49-13 because the type of offense that spread them out and challenged them vertically. New Mexico State. Can the Cougars not, do this? Can they do it? Well, are you kidding me? Well, I mean, Gardner, they're Gardner five, Minshew. Why, they're I mean, we're talking wide. about missing quarterbacks. Yeah, that but, guy, Luke Falk, was pretty good, right? Wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, but come on. You're talking about a quarterback that it's, he's not making his first start. He's played at the collegiate level. He's played within a similar scheme, and they're going to spread. I think losing Falk. I think losing Falk hurts them more than the Cowboys losing Allen does. Totally understood, but you have to also look at it. How do you beat Wyoming? They're going to challenge them with Williams in the short intermediate passing game and force Williams on linebackers and nickelbacks. And he caught 72 passes last year. He's a, a factor in this matchup. Now, you look at some of the games that Wyoming's played, and I know Vegas is all high on Wyoming. Their total was six and a half for the year. I, I got I, in at seven and a half, okay. by the way. Well, yeah. And they're a Mountain West team, so there's a little bit of a Vegas bias. Not but bias, but they liked them out there. From speed. They struggled last year, Wyoming did, against Iowa's passing offense with Nathan Stanley. They lost that game 24-3 on the road. I mean, that was week be, one in bad but, weather. Right, but what about Oregon at home? 49. I can't deny that. Right. I was on the wrong side well, of that uh, game. I mean, Justin saying. Herbert is, you know, and Gardner Minshew, that's a big difference. Right. Well, and listen, saying. we can't forget about the Washington State defense. No. Hercules Mata'afa, huge yes. loss up but front. Tracy and, Clays comes there. I think he's a difference maker. Tracy Clays compared to Alex Grinch. Yeah, Alex Grinch was defense. one of the rising yes, stars. That's why Ohio State went out and got him. They're not going to miss a beat. Tracy Clays, same type of. They're not rich. First of all, come on. There's a drop off. There's, there's a, there's a, drop a significant off. There's drop off. There's a drop off. Tracy Clay. But there, it's not. He's a guy that plays the same type of scheme. Tracy Clay's predicated Minnesota football on ball control offense and a defense that could shut down the run consistently. Right? Did he do that at Minnesota? Oh, the, the year. Well, yeah. They allowed 120 rushing yards per game two years ago. He's not head coach, not because he shut down Washington State in the Holiday Bowl. Got You're giving the win. way too much credit to Tracy. Ah, uh, come on! He got the win over Mike Leach and settled that off. Minnesota didn't even want him anymore. But they won he was that a Minnesota bowl game. Cast off. Did he win the bowl game against Washington State? Did he win the bowl, bowl game? Bowl games are meaningless uh, to me. Okay, all right. I think Mike Leach is overrated as well, personally. So I like bowl you guys going out of here. Seventeen seven Mississippi right now. Uh, they're late in the first quarter of play. Rice is up good. early on Houston, 7-3. 14 nothing. five minutes left in the first quarter with Oklahoma and FAU. Uh, Rich's uh, slow turtles, are um, they're, they're fast today. It's 14-7 for the Terps. Yes. Come on, Texas Herman, you defense. overhyped, Tex- man. Physical Texas defense oh, Kent is State. it on the chin. Kansas State up 7-3 right oh, now Kansas on Illinois. State. There's your, what, oh, Kent State. Kent State. Kent, that's that's Rutgers still up seven Lovie nothing. Smith five and nineteen in the last two Who's years. Flovey Smith yeah. five and nineteen. Nova up thirteen three on Temple. Right. That's now. it. David Hood's gonna get going though. Watch. They're on the seventeen yard line too. For Temple, they're going in or they just score? FAU can't get anything going offensively. This is just a problem for them right now. It's just you know three and out punt, three and out punt. Guys, give me picks. I, I obviously like Wyoming. It's one of my best bets. Uh, again, I got I like in at Washington seven and a half State. before that. It's line not a came best down. bet for me, but give me Wyoming. I'm okay. taking Washington State in the matchup. I like Washington. I think their speed's the difference in that ball game. Gabe, we have time. Why don't you get it? You like uh, UNLV? Tell me. Yeah, why I wanted you to like talk UNLV. about this football game a little bit uh, here. Um, you, you have Armani Rogers going back to his hometown. It was a shock that he actually ended up going to UNLV. There's a lot to rebuild here right now. Sam Darnold's going to be starting next week on Monday Night Football for the Detroit Lions. So you get Daniels coming in here. Daniels was the state champion with Matter Day. So, and he graduated high school early. He's a smart kid. And I think he's he's going to be a good quarterback. But you also lose Ronald Jones uh, you know, in, in the backfield here. And, you know, you've got Stanford next week. You've got Texas the following week. This is a glorified dress rehearsal scrimmage for USC. And quite frankly, we were talking about Lexington Thomas and company. UNLV have good skill position players. They have a good skill position player at the quarterback. They've got good running backs. They've got good wide receivers. And they've actually got a pretty big offensive line. In the old days I lived in Vegas, they were undersized. they got a beef for offensive line right now. I think we saw last year USC. USC are just sort of overvalued on a weekly basis all the time because they play in Los Angeles and they're USC Trojans. USC wins this football game, but probably by 17. I feel very comfortable taking the 26 in this game. Do you? I'm against you. I think USC runs the football on them. I do. I think they pe- Remember last year against Western they Michigan, Joe? They struggled exactly, in week one to pull away. You. That's what everybody's looking at. I think they start. They have to start fast. They have to keep Daniels I don't think Clay, the- Kelton's, Clay Helton's a great coach. He reminds me of Ed, Ed, Ed 
Oregon like in the sense that he's a good recruiter. Right. And the kids, all the kids wanted him, so he got the job. The kids are only going to be here for two, three years. If you're a college team, you can't listen to what the kids want. I don't know if Clay Helton's a great X and O coach. Give me UNLV plus the points, one of my best bets of the day. Well, we'll see how that goes. Look ahead is interesting. I, I think that's an interesting point. Didn't think about Stanford and yeah. Texas coming well, Stanford up. Stanford came so out flat last night. First Stanford time. trailed at one point seven to two in that ball game. Uh, Stanford? Stanford yeah. against San Diego State. Now, you're talking about a, a, a Stanford team that lost both of those games. So that's a huge look ahead for both teams. I mean, were they looking at the USC in the Where first Where is that game next weekend? That's at Stanford. At Stanford. At Stanford. At Stanford. So when we come back, we'll be breaking down the other best. Best bets of the day. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, live from Studio 34. Texas Tech quarterback. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Ripping through week one right here on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI. We're going to go into our best bet selection. I'm not going to not gonna wait around. I love Louisville tonight. They're plus 24. Where is it right now? I'm taking Louisville. Took them on the money line. I took them to win the national championship. I have wait, Louisville. Wait, wait, wait. Did you really take them? Louisville? I did because I'm going to hedge after if they win over. Uh, I got them at 500 to 1, so... Five hundred to one on uh, just a hundred dollars is fifty k. So think of it that current way. number at uh, Bet DSI twenty three and a half Louisville now okay. getting twenty three and a half Louisville's my pick. I, I think they're going to be able to stretch Alabama. They jump up early. Could be a long day and. And Alabama might be on the ropes. I love Will Greer today. It's another one of my best bets. My two best bets, West Virginia and Louisville. I think West Virginia's ability to jump up early on Tennessee and force that offense, that anemic offense, to play from behind is the difference. You're talking about a Tennessee defense that allowed 251 rushing yards per game. New head coach in Jeremy Pruitt. Doesn't matter. I like West Virginia minus the 10 over Tennessee in Charlotte. We spoke about it before. Kirk Ferentz has the opportunity to knock off Hayden Fry and become Iowa's all-time winningest head coach. A lot of uh, suspensions. To me, it doesn't matter. I know Northern has played them very tough. Uh, Iowa's 2-1 over the last three meetings. Won those two by only four points. But Iowa does get the win today by double digits. I think 17-20 over Northern Illinois. Calling for the outright upset. Vatek. Over Florida State and Willie Taggart on Monday night. Josh Jackson is the difference. Michigan, Gabe, your jersey better not let me down. Michigan and Shea Patterson win a 10 to 13 point victory in South Bend later tonight. I'm going with my buddy Terry Bowden plus the 26 and a half. Over Nebraska. Of later course today. you are. Of course I am. Plus the 26 and a half. I wish we He's had a camera. On the money line too. And then I'm taking LSU. I like LSU plus the three. I also like LSU on the money line. Not sold on the physicality of Miami. And more importantly, Mark Richt in a big spot. You could talk about Ed Ogeron, but LSU will bring it this coming Saturday in Arlington. They get a 10-point win over the U and the turnover chain. Right, I wish I, we had I a disagree. camera on Rich's, uh, Rich's oh, yeah, uh, face Rich when he smiled when you Rich picked. Thinks uh, all of his picks pick are golden. Rich of course I do. Yeah, uh, right. do you, don't you think you, all of yours are golden or no? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, you're wrong because most of your picks <laughs> I disagree with. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Louisville will not beat uh, Alabama. I'm not even sure they'll cover. I think the one I agree with Joe on is Michigan. I think we're all in agreement with the Wolverines. Uh, my picks are uh, Wyoming is my best bet of the day. I certainly liked it more at uh, 7.5. Love the Wyoming defense against the Washington State offense uh, despite the fact that uh, – Gardner Minshew is under center, and Tracy Clays is the defensive coordinator. I like Wyoming at home. 
Uh, Marshall, I think. Good money going on Marshall at this point. Better defense than against Miami of Ohio. Two great wide receivers to watch here. James Garner for the Red Hawks. Tyree Brady for Marshall. And look out for Alex Thompson, a transfer from Wagner, the quarterback now for Marshall. I like the Thundering Hearn. Tough spot uh, on the road. Cal, to me, is a rising program under Justin Wilcox. Physical, offensive line, intact. Patrick Laird on the ground, I think, has a big day against the suspension-riddled North Carolina team. Larry Fedora and his Tar Heels going out to the West Coast. I think it's a bad mix. I like Cal. I like Cincinnati. Uh, Gabe brought up a great point. I mean, am I that confident in the Bearcat team? Maybe not. But I think these are too many points for UCLA laying more than two touchdowns. First game with Chip Kelly. Wilton Spate, sort of a an easy-to-hit target in the backfield. So I like Cincinnati. Three games uh, are, have already started, but we did cover them in the second hour for anybody who was listening. Ole Miss looks good. Maryland looks outstanding right now over Joe Lucy's Texas Longhorns, <laughs> ahead by a touchdown plus getting 13 points. Joe, 13 plus 7 is 20, so we're up by 20 points on That's that one. It. And FAU looks like a dog with fleas right now. I have them getting 21, already down by 21. And finally... Michigan Wolverines, we're all in agreement. I really like Shea Patterson, love the Don Brown defense. So I think they go into South Bend, and Jim Harbaugh gets a truly signature victory in the biggest game of the weekend. And it really would truly be a signature uh, victory. We talked about it. He doesn't really have that feather in the cap, just one win against Michigan State. But I'm going to start off here with a game that I hope they cover. Otherwise, I'm going to cost people a lot of money uh, around North America and around the world, actually. But I'm going to start off with uh, NIU and the Huskies here. Northern Illinois, I'm not wavering. Uh, They went into Big Ten country and they won last year. Northern Illinois historically have been one of the best road teams in college football. They're a stack team. They're a veteran team. Iowa's going to get all they can handle to win this football game, let alone win by nine and a half, uh, ten points. Um, Let's go with UNLV. Go fight, win. Uh, UNLV uh, getting 26 and a half. At least they were. It's starting to come down a little bit right now. We talked about UNLV skill position players, including Armani Rogers, who's really is. It was shocking that he actually ended up going to UNLV. Uh, I like the skill position players. USC, they've got Stanford coming up next week. They've got a trip coming up to Austin, Texas in two weeks. They've got a lot of pressure on them right now. They've got a kid that's in his first ever collegiate start. Uh, they've lost some uh, some guys in the secondary. There's just some tweaking going on. USC are still a good football team. They're still a powerhouse, but they're tweaking things right now. And this is more of a dress rehearsal for them. So give me UNLV. Uh, plus the points. Listen, I don't agree with anything that Jerry Falwell Jr. says, and I think that he's insane. Uh, but I'm going to be betting on the football Agreed. team, nevertheless. You like that, right? Yes, I yeah, I'm taking liberty. Give me liberty or give me death. Give me liberty, baby. Old Dominion, they've lost everybody. Liberty wanted to get into the Conference USA, couldn't, got rejected. Uh, they've got a chip on their shoulder right now. Of course, this is the same Liberty team that beat uh, Baylor last year as uh, 30, uh, 33 three and a half point underdog. So I like the Liberty Flames in this spot. In fact, guys, a little bonus. We'll take Liberty on the money line as well at plus 195. Hail to the Victor Wolverine. Michigan get it done. Better defense, better quarterback, uh, and just a much deeper football team. This is a must win for Harbaugh. He couldn't win in the Super Bowl. He can't beat Ohio State. You better be able to beat the Leprechauns at Notre Dame. I think he does. I like the over a lot. This game's flying under the radar with SMU and North Texas over 71. Um, North Texas were an over machine. Nine of their games last year, they were 9-4 and four to the over in 13 games. We know that SMU are going to move the ball. We know that SMU can't stop anybody. Sonny Dykes has never had a team that's had a defense before. So let's go over uh, the number there. So we got NIU, UNLV, Liberty, Michigan, SMU, and North Texas over and a couple of quick bonus uh, picks. We'll give you the Auburn Tigers to get it done against the Washington Huskies and a late-night bailout special. Navy and Hawaii over 62 points. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this football game, and I actually think Navy covered the number as well, guys. I want to talk about two games we haven't brought up. They're, they're big Power 5 teams. you got Penn State at home right around 23-and-a-half, 24 against App State. The big thing about this, and I want to get your take on it, is over the last two years under James Franklin, Penn State is 14-0 and and have won those 14 games by 24.6 points per game, right on the number. And now you lose Joe Moorhead, you lose 161 receptions with Barkley, Gasicki, and Hamilton moving on. Could Penn State cover this number at home? I think they can. 
again, there's no margin of error. I think the loss of Taylor Lamb for me, for App State, even though Jalen Moore is there, they're going to have to attack that defense vertically. I mean, it's right where it should be. I think Penn State, I think they cover this number. It's not going to be easy, but I could see them winning by 28 to 30 points. Penn State's an interesting team because of the losses that you mentioned. High-profile losses, obviously Saquon, now a New York Giant, high first-round draft choice. Joe Moorhead, the head coach of Mississippi State. How about the eight defensive starters that they lost as well? The one thing I'll say about James Franklin is, I and and uh, Gabe had touched on uh, a report about uh, overrated head coaches. Willie Taggart was on it. James Franklin was on that too, which I found to be very curious. I mean, James can rub people the wrong way, yeah. but he's done an outstanding job in, in Happy Valley. I mean, yes. under, under some trying circumstances when he got there, he's recruiting a different caliber of player. For me, this game really comes down to Trace McSorley. Uh, do they cover? Do they not cover? Trace McSorley to Juwan Johnson, who I think will be the next big-time receiver at Penn State. How successful will he be now as the face of that program? And I think he can handle that. I think he might even be able to make a run at a Heisman contention, depending depending on what what, uh, Penn State does. But that's a lot of points against an App State team that is always prepared. Scott Satterfield is one of the better young coaches in college football. So... Uh, I I wouldn't bet it. That's one I would pass on. That one could straddle yeah. that. I think it could, all game I long. think I think it could get out of hand. I remember App State of Georgia. I believe right. it was last Tennessee year. too. They, they sort of tapped out. Tennessee. They'll, the, App State will sort of quit. All right, we're getting shut out. We're down by seventeen. Let's just let's just get out of here and get our paycheck. I kind of hope, and this is where this is called a market watch, guys. Right now, in which you know you want to look ahead a little bit. Penn State play uh, at Pitt next week. Yeah, I know, and they're 14-point favorites. I tell you what, I think the Pittsburgh Panthers are a sleeper. I think they're going to go over their win total of five. I think they're going bowling. Last year, they beat Miami. The year before, they beat Clemson. Two years in a row, Narducci's got a number one or number two win in his cap. He's got to put it together. They're like a guy, they're like a golfer that can drain pars and, and birdies, but they can't do it for 18 holes. I think next week's a dangerous game for Penn State, but if I had to bet this one, I would lay the points with the Lions today. Yeah, and just to talk about that game next week, I mean, Penn State did not cover that number last year in Happy Valley. That was 18 and a half, 19. They didn't cover that ball game last year, and that's a huge game for recruiting purposes within the state of Pennsylvania. Somehow, some way, Pitt gets that victory. I mean, they take away recruits from Penn State. It's just the way it works in state. So, well, let yep. me ask this question. I, I, it's going to be such a fun weekend between now and right. Monday night. You know, we get a chance to digest once Tuesday morning rolls around. What do you think the headline is going to be? I mean, probably surround. Down goes Alabama. That's uh, that a, would be the headline. That, that happens for sure. I, I mean, what, what do you think that? What do you think the the final takeaway is for this week one of the 2018 well, I season? Think it's, I think outside of, you know, those games that we mentioned, if I think the all eyes will be on this Washington-Auburn game. I agree. I mean, all eyes, because that is a college football playoff eliminator. Uh, when you think about it, whichever team loses that game is going to be on the outside looking in and really has no margin of error the rest of the way to make the college football playoff, even if they win. Well, Auburn, yeah, they face Georgia, they face Alabama, but let's be honest. I mean, Auburn, they start out week one. They still have to play LSU. They have a very difficult schedule, and unless they start fast, I think he could be on the hot seat as well. Even though he he won 10 games last year, if Alabama continues to win, you know how they are. It's a win-now mentality. Gus Malzahn will be on the outside looking in. won a national championship and didn't survive. You're right, they ran him out of town. Yeah. I think the theme of the week on Monday slash Tuesday, because it's Labor Day, we hope people have a great weekend, uh, will be the hot seat that the loser between Kelly and Harbaugh. I wouldn't want to be Jim Harbaugh. There really is a lot of pressure on Harbaugh here tonight. You know, what What goes up quickly comes down, you know, loudly. People don't like Harbaugh. It's very similar. We read the same article, evidently, Rich, about a lot of jealousy towards James Franklin. Oh, Saquon Barkley carried him. And then somebody said, yeah, he, he recruited Saquon Barkley. Right? It wasn't given to him. A lot of pressure on Harbaugh. No one, I don't like Kelly. I think Kelly's a jerk. I think he's everything that's wrong with college football. And I think a lot of these coaches are. I don't think Harbaugh's a jerk. I think Harbaugh does things the right way. He's just a raw, raw guy. And he rubs people the wrong way. So I know America wants to see him fail. So if he does, I think he's really going to be, you know, I wouldn't want to be Harbaugh next week. There's no margin of error. I mean, that's that's the difference between college football and the NFL. We come right out of the gate hitting on all cylinders. And that's why, again, I don't want to see the playoff expand to six and eight. And I understand UCF uh, with the asterisk and getting the national championship uh, per se on in print. But at the end of the day, this is what separates our great game from the game that's played tomorrow on Sundays next weekend is that 
if you mess up, guess what? There's next year to do it. And, and at the end of the day, that's what we're all about. Yeah, I mean, it makes this weekend so special because uh, these games, Auburn versus Washington, uh, Michigan versus Michigan, Notre Dame, I'd say the same thing. I mean, I think yeah. that could be a playoff elimination Epic. game as Epic. well. And, and to your point about Jim Harbaugh, I, I think he gets sort of the short end of the stick because he's such a magnet of criticism, such a magnet of attention. People expect him to. He's averaged to nine wins a year, right, Rich? But Three years, 28 wins. Look at what he inherited from Brady Hoke. I mean, he yeah. inherited a mess. And he really has turned things around. There's a lot of talent. So I'll be curious tonight. Notre Dame has a good defense, not a great defense. Where's the great pass rusher? Jer- Jerry Tillery on the inside is a, is a nice player. We'll play in the NFL. But where's the great pass rusher? We haven't had a great pass rush battle. since Michael Stonebreaker was yeah. there. Right. Chris Lawrence <laughs> back in the day in the middle. I, the big loss of Mike Elko, too. I mean, that defense That's a huge loss. turned now at Texas around yeah. under Mike Elko. He was a main reason why that defense was in did a fantastic every, job. every ball game. And that's why I think Shea Patterson is the difference because if anybody's going to attack Notre Dame's defense, it will be Shea Patterson tonight. He keeps his eyes down the field. Now, that offensive staff, I'll say this, in all the big games, the team that breaks tendency first will probably win the ballgame. You have to be able to break tendency in big ballgames. If you're going to play it straight up, you got to keep in mind as well, coaches are breaking down film four and five months. So if you're going to go status quo from what you did last year and allow a team to game plan the same exact way, that's why I like Louisville because an offensive mind. That's why I like Michigan tonight because we don't know. No one knows what Shea Patterson's offense, what it's going to look like. We know what he looked like at Ole Miss. Yeah, but it's completely different. Different And they don't even listen. They don't even have an offensive coordinator in Michigan right right now. It's Pep Hamilton, it's Harbaugh, and it's Jim McElwain all thinking and talking together right now. I get tired of the concept of, well, you know what, this isn't the offense. Offense that Jim ran last year. Well, big deal. I mean, Jim right. Harbaugh will will adapt to the personnel. I we mean, talked about it with had, Kaepernick earlier. He had he had Kaepernick at San Francisco and and wound up taking that team to a Super Bowl. So you know, Jim Harbaugh has the ability to adapt to the personnel. Has a different kind of a player in Shea Patterson and. And that comparison to Johnny Manziel, I love it because that's what I see when he scrambles outside the pocket. His ability to make plays with his feet, make plays when when the play off script, off script type of plays. I think that's going to challenge the Notre Dame defense. They they have some good players, but as a unit, you bring up Elko, which is a great point. I think he'll be missed tonight yeah. on the defensive side of the staff. And the, and the thing about Patterson as well, you bring up Johnny Manziel. He's a bigger version of Johnny. Yeah. He goes about six two, about yeah. two hundred fifteen, two twenty. But he's not just a scrambler. I mean, he'll look to make plays in the passing game, that'll be the difference. Uh, open up running lanes for him. You guys know this, right? It's not so much being fast and having a skill if you're a quarterback to get outside the pocket. It's about being smart in the pocket and being able to extend extend the play. Manziel made a living off of doing that, and now he's doing it in the CFL, actually. He started getting a little bit of a groove. Alouettes, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And you look at Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson's not the fastest guy, but he's elusive, He's elusive. He understands how to bring everyone to, to the strong side and go back to the weak side. And you're right. Patterson is great at that. Well, Listen, Patterson threw 17 touchdown passes in seven games last year with Ole Miss. Right. All right. Michigan threw nine TD passes all year last year. It's an upgrade. You know what I wish Michigan had tonight was Tariq Black. I mean, there's yeah, nothing it's a you can shame. do about it. But what I, one of the reasons I, like why I was Peoples. so Peoples is good. Michigan was the, was the skill position yeah. talent. You mentioned Higdon, Chris Evans, right. uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then Tariq Black. And for the second straight year, he's having a foot problem and is going to miss this game and maybe, what, a month? He's going to be out for the season. It hurts, but I still like Michigan. And, and what's interesting about that game is the how they utilize the tight end in terms of recent years. We saw Jake Rudock go there. Jake Butt had a big year, the, the year that Jake Rudock Forgetting about Butt, yeah. You know, I, I, I mean... Shea Patterson hasn't played really with a tight end, so do they acclimate the offense to f- meet his strengths? That's More line I'm, movement, yeah, guys. Money's coming in on Michigan. Well, Michigan are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. Week, They're probably going to close this three-point favorite. Week one is in the books. We'll be here each and every Saturday, 10 to 1 p.m. Stay with us all season long. We love college football. Stay with us. For Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a, have a great week. <laughs>